0: Welcome to this edition of uh, Thoughts with Dr. Doug Beecham. Thank you for taking a few minutes to join me. For the next few podcasts, I want to talk to you some about preaching. Now, for those of you that are not, uh, who are listening, who are not necessarily uh, pastors or evangelists or folks who preach regularly, uh, I hope you won't turn me off. I hope you will listen to some of these thoughts uh, at the same time, and uh, see what God is saying to you. But for those of you that preach regularly, uh, whether it's in a local, a local congregation uh, where you're the pastor, or it's on the mission field, or you're an evangelist, I hope some of these thoughts will, will be of some value to you. You know, preaching is really the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's, it's what we do when we declare what God has done in his only begotten son, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, the son of God. Preaching is not in that sense, uh, the content of it is not, is not what we want it to be. We don't, we don't go out and make up the content. The content has already been given. This is true even in uh, the preaching of, of John the Baptist and preaching of Jesus himself. You remember in Mark 1.4, it tells us that John the Baptist came preaching. Preaching was something that was done as part part of Jewish tradition. And uh, you had people who would stand up in the synagogue. You had people uh, who would come out and declare the good news of Jesus. There was a sense in which uh, 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 the theology of Judaism recognized it had a mission to the whole world. And as a covenant community, it was called to live in such a way that the blessings of God would be poured out upon the Gentiles, upon the rest of the world. It's interesting when you when you root yourself back into the Old Testament, the, the Greek translation of the Old Testament called the Septuagint, uh, written, uh, completed somewhere around 300 BC, around 300 years before the time of Jesus and uh, 300 years before the time of the preaching of the Apostle Paul and uh, uh, St. Peter and the the other apostles, that this word preaching, the Greek word for preaching, is used in the New Testament. It's used as well in the Old Testament. There are several key passages of it. Uh, I think about in Isaiah 40, uh, chapter 9, for instance, and then Isaiah 52, 7. Listen to this one, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings the good news, the gospel, announcing that your God reigns, announcing the kingdom of God. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. You find that language again in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 6. And listen to this one out of Isaiah 61, 1. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Jesus used that same language, that same passage out of Isaiah. He used it in Luke chapter 4 in sort of uh, what some have called his, inorg- his inaugural address of, of where he talked about what his ministry is of preaching. It's interesting because for Jesus that means that he went back to this Isaiah prophecy, a prophecy that by the time of Jesus was already some, uh, some 700 years old and actually was a a prophecy that related uh, to the post exilic period, which was in the late, uh, in the 500s BC. So by the time of Jesus taking this passage, this passage was well known among Jews. And Jesus saw that that passage talked about him, about him himself. And so he used that as his inaugural text as he preached in Nazareth interestingly enough the word preaching is also used and in the end of Joel chapter 2 in verse 32 which is the Pentecost passage which is quite interesting for us uh, because us for us as Pentecostals uh, we refer to this passage we see this passage being uh, brought to life in uh, especially about the Holy Spirit we see it being brought to life in the early church in Acts chapter 2 and it closes with, in verse 32, with this sense of announcing good news, of preaching good news uh, at the end of the Pentecost prophecy. Well, when John the Baptist, and again back to Mark 1:4, when John the Baptist comes preaching, he is not just starting something new, he is continuing something that God's Spirit had been doing for hundreds of years. You find this also with Jesus. Mark 1, 14 and 15 tells us this, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's a a very engaging text and it's important to keep in mind that when Jesus comes and is doing his ministry, he is carrying out the work of preaching that uh, that was part of his ministry that was prophesied in the old testament and he comes into galilee he does it when he goes into judea wherever he is he's preaching but he's preaching content that has already been established It's the content of the kingdom of god uh, you find that in the preaching of the apostles. You find that in the book of Acts. You find it in Romans, 1 Corinthians. You find that in Titus. You find the apostle Paul, for instance, at the end of Acts, in Acts 28, 31. He's preaching the same message of Jesus, that the kingdom of God is a reality and it is at hand. Preaching is, uh, it's from a Greek word, it's a word Uh, usually translated uh, from this word, Caruso. And it refers to something that's official, to public proclamation. It carries with it this sense of authority that, that the herald, the preacher, has this authority to preach something because the message has already come from someone who is recognized as an authority. Interestingly enough, that means for us the authority is not necessarily in us i think we can make a strong case that there needs to be holy spirit anointing upon us we'll talk about that maybe a little more later but the authority does not rest so much in you and in me the authority rests in the one who has given the content of what we are to proclaim in that sense that's why Paul will use language about we are ambassadors. An ambassador represents uh, the, uh, the home country. He represents the one who has greater authority uh, in carrying out the policies of what, of what the greater authority has said. This is how you will carry out our policies. This is what our policies are. That's how it is for us as preachers. We're not the ones who have the final authority. The authority has come from God himself. The Holy Spirit anoints us, and the Holy Spirit gives us the content of the message, and that content is that the kingdom of God has come, and it is at hand in the message and the ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. That's what we preach. That's how we preach. That content that the gospel of the kingdom is so important for us. I'm gonna close our, our uh, uh, podcast right now because I wanna come back to that in the second podcast and give more time to talk about the nature of this content and what it means for us. So to recap for us for these few minutes, already in the Old Testament, God has been at work in what preaching is about. You find it clarified very clearly for us, spoken of very clearly for us in Isaiah, but it it roots all the way back through the message of all the prophets. Uh, You find that in the Psalms, for instance, Psalm 19, the heavens declare, that's preaching language. Uh, The psalmist understood that God's created order is already preaching about who God is as our creator. You find this preaching is that for you and me, The authority of preaching rests in the one who has called us, the one who gives the message, and the one about whom the message is. That's God acting in his son, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing this with you in our next podcast.